listening to Healthy Mind, Happy Life with Jen and Kate, episode 24. Hey, babes, this is Healthy Mind, Happy Life, your go-to podcast for life and spiritual coaching. Ladies, it's time to step into a new kind of confidence, one where you stop searching for and instead embrace who you are. Each week, we will bring you tools for mindset shifts, connecting with yourself, and living the life you desire guilt-free. Now, onto the show with your hosts, Caitlin Englert and Jen Morgan. Hey friends, today we are going to talk about awareness versus overthinking. It can be difficult to decipher between the two, which is why we wanted to discuss this topic. Awareness is the space that allows us to become awakened and process through thoughts or emotions. Overthinking is the space that isolates and takes the brain hostage, leading to unproductive thoughts and emotions. Unproductive. I like that. Mm -hmm. Unproductive. Right. Yeah, that's good. I heard this saying once that worrying is like a rocking chair. It doesn't get you anywhere. just gives you something to do. Yeah. The best supervisor I ever had when I was working on my bachelor's degree. Mm. Yeah. I was like a chronic overthinker when I was a kid. Actually, even now, sometimes I just know what to do with it more so. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I exercise it because I just want to see where my brain goes. You know, I like to play, you know, typical Gemini stuff. I'm like, let me play some games with myself. I'm bored. (laughs) But but I used to be like a a serious worry wart. So when I was a kid, I had like all this anxiety. I used to go to bed like every night, super, super stressed out about just life in general. And I would like try to go through all the things that I felt like I had to get done mm. right before I went to bed. And I would, that's probably why I'm an insomniac now, but I don't do that anymore. But the point is, is that well, you did text me at like 1am last night and I was confused why you were up that late. Yeah. You texted me back. K K. I don't know about that. that when so I said, much. I'll see you in the morning, you said KK and it was like one o'clock. And I was like, I saw it this morning. That was a, that was definitely. Not I said, "Oh, her guides are keeping her awake, well, or, yeah, or her I, thoughts." I, I didn't sleep last night, so that's great. Yeah, so that probably was me. I think. <laughs> I, I'm I sure sleep texting. My guides are texting you. It wasn't me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I'm not aware of this. <laughs> I'm not aware. I was. Uh, my, I was overthinking while I was sleeping, but I was not aware that my guides were texting. Yeah. Me. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. so you know why I go into this is because. I think a lot of times overthinking is, you know, it's that place of like worrying It's that place of projecting into the future so far where things are out of our control. And we, and I feel like in our heads, we feel like if we go over it, like somehow we can control that or somehow Mm. we can, we can uh, be more prepared or we can. And the funny thing about that, that I realized is that uh, most of those things that I think are going to happen aren't. And it's really funny because I'm watching this in my son right now. So he it's so funny. I, I go in, you know, I'm like, okay, buddy, it's time for bed. And he will go through like the next three days with me. And and tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to go on the bus and I'm going to get on the bus and I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to get to school and then this is going to happen. And then I'm going to come home and then mm-hmm. am I going to ride my bike? Am I going to ride my bike, mom? And he'll go through like three days. And I'm like, bud, pull it back. Now it's time to shut off your brain. Right. Because like the thing is like, if we're going so far into the future, then half the time those things don't even pan out the way we think they're going to or or they don't actually go down go down the way we think and then mm-hmm. we can't flux and then it creates more overthinking because it didn't go as planned mm-hmm. right 
So I, I think that's, that's where I see overthinking or I've seen overthinking in my life is like, here's what needs to get done. Here's what I need to do, but I'm going so far, far ahead that like, I can't even be, um, adapt to the situation. And then the situation not happening the way I think it's going to happen creates more of that tension, creates more of that feeling. And it's like that lack of control, Mm -hmm. right? It's like overthinking is like your brain's attempt to like hijack a situation and try to control it. I think it wants to give you perceived, right? I was going to say it's an illusion of control. Yeah. Yeah. And what I find a lot is when I'm also a chronic overthinker, it's definitely like you said, improved a yeah, lot and I I can catch myself a lot quicker. Sometimes I do just have to let the spiral happen. I know I'm in it and I don't always, I know how to get out of it, but I don't always choose to. I also want to say that I think it's a really important thing to state because I, 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 I think that, you know, it's like uh, some of our listeners could be like, oh, well, you know, they're at this place, like Jen and Kate are at this place that we might, we're not at, right? Mm -hmm. I want to get to that place where I'm more aware, I'm more whatever. And I I like what you just said about spiraling, okay? Mm -hmm. Because I think that that's a really important thing to talk about. I don't think people talk about that enough. And um, that is very normal. Like, I kind of just wanted to say that, like, that's very normal. And if that happens to you, know that that happens to a lot of people and you're not alone. Cause I do that too, where I have, you know, it's, and what spiraling really is in more of like a clinical sense, right? It's a trigger. There was a stimulus. There was a trigger, something, you know, triggered something mm-hmm. from the past and the brain's designed to make contacts for things. Right. And so what we're doing at all, all points is we're like looking at our outside world and we say, okay, this is, this means this, this is what this looks like. You know, I look out the window and I say, okay, the grass is green. That must mean it's this season, right? The brain's designed to, 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 to create all this context around our world to interpret, right? And oftentimes when we have situations that feel emotional, we attach interpretations that aren't accurate. And when we are spiraling, we have had, had a stimulus that was similar enough emotionally to a past experience that we attached a meaning to or sort of interpretation to. And those things tend to domino, right? So it's one trigger one interpretation and then because that that came alive so to speak the next one happens right behind it and the next one happens right behind it because usually those emotional footprints are very very similar mm-hmm. right so i kind of just wanted to, to explain like what does that mean when you're you're spiraling it's like a domino effect of there was a stimulus and the, the response is usually a triggered coping mechanism for the brain to say, hey, remember the last time that it was like this and this me- this meant this, so therefore this situation means this. It's a projection. It's a projection of an old situation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I think overthinking will, the difference is overthinking takes you away from being in the moment, which can also lead to forgetfulness, right? Like you're sitting there having a conversation with a friend and you have no idea what they just said. And I found that happened a lot with with myself is my husband would be telling me things or I learned something at when I was in school at the time or a client would tell me something and I couldn't remember what they said is because I was so consumed with my own thoughts in in spiraling in my own head that I wasn't fully present with that person and I couldn't even hear what they were saying and so becoming aware the difference is that it allows you to shift your focus and become more present, become more mindful. And it's not perfect, but you can catch yourself, right? You're becoming awakened to it. You're becoming aware of it. 
And a lot of times also what I find is overthinking will lead to feelings of feeling bad about yourself. Like you said, a projection. Yeah. Just like, uh, playing something in your brain on repeat, repeat, repeat. And it leads to, I'm curious, where do you go when you're spiraling? What's your, cause I can tell you my thought patterns of when Mm -hmm. I'm spiraling. What are yours? I, I want like people to hear it in like real time. Like this is what I feel. I don't know. Is that too much? Is that very vulnerable? No, because I can give you a perfect situation of last week. Let's do it. So I struggle when things aren't, as most of us, when things aren't going my way, right? When I feel like I have control. (laughs) If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to previous episode on disc. (laughs) And I don't consider myself like a super controlling person, but we all want some level of control. And so what I realized through the last week, it, well, let me talk about the spiral first. So I, I like to feel like I'm in control and the decisions I'm making are leading to a specific outcome or I have a certain expectation of an outcome. And so, and that may be something I make up in my ad, own, own head. I'm I having like very much respect that though, because that's not how I operate. What do you mean? Like you like a very specific choice that leads to a very specific outcome. Mm-hmm. And I'm more like what presents and react. It's like I move through my life as it's like. It's as it's different. happening. But I like am trying to incorporate a lot of those things. So hearing it is like very like, oh, that's like really commendable and cool. Yeah, but I, I could pull from you too because. To be more flux. Yes. And, and move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so what happened was this, I was already in a state of overthinking because I was feeling like, okay, things aren't moving as fast as I want them to. I'm feeling like I can't make the progress I want to in my business, or I can't obtain this certain goal that I want to have. And so I felt kind of stagnant, which was triggering all these other thoughts of like, I'm not like this person, or I'm not going to be good enough, or, you know, you're, um, you're fooling yourself to think that you're ever going to find the success that you want. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. So that's where I was at. And then I felt like I, I brought myself back to center, which requires a lot of energy for me. When you're an overthinker, and I'm sure you can relate to this. When, when you're in spiral. When you're in spiral yeah. to try to continue to recenter yourself, feels like a lot of energy sometimes. So felt like a lot of energy, but I kept, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to bring myself back and I can't keep living in this state of, obsession and ruminating over things that are outside of my control. And I started asking myself, like, why do you need these things to happen right now? But as soon as I started asking myself that question, all these other circumstances happened. Like um, I was supposed to move into this building and the landlord decided he didn't want to do a lease anymore. I got more no's on my book uh, that I wrote and I'm having issues talking today too. Um, And then there was something else I feel like but I don't know. And so it was like all these things. Oh, hormones, right? Because I'm seven months pregnant. So, so you know, you know no, big <laughs> no big deal. I got that in there. Yeah. You know, uncomfortable, can't do my normal routine that I like. So everything's just thrown off. Yeah. And so it was like one thing after another. And I just went to this really awful place when I allowed myself to spiral. It did lead to feelings of inferiority. I'm, you know, I'm just dreaming all these things. They're never going to happen for me. I'm not good enough. And 
that lasted not very long. I was like, okay, let's check yourself, Kate, yeah. before you wreck yourself. Like so funny. I talk this, to myself like that. Yeah, like this is a self, and this yeah. is where that awareness piece comes in, though. Right. So I did overthink. I did go to that place, but then because of all the work that I've done and the foundation that I've laid in the yeah. years prior, I was able to bring myself back and say, Okay, like what is it that you're really looking for here? And how is telling yourself you're inferior and that you're not achieving what you want to achieve helpful? It's not helpful. And one thing I always say to clients is to move from this place of why is this happening to me into what is this trying to tell me? Or yeah, what is it trying to show And so, yeah, this yeah. that's what I did. I, I said, oh, I should probably take my own advice. And I asked myself that question and I can't answer it yet. Yeah. And I couldn't answer it at the time. And that's okay. But that's okay. What it did was it it allowed me to feel more empowered over yeah. over my thoughts and my emotions and not continue to spiral in this place that is unproductive, that was actually causing me more harm and taking me away from being present with my relationships, with my children, with yeah. my business. And it allowed me to come back and start asking myself more conscious questions like, what is it that you're looking for? Yep. Uh, why do you need to do this right now? You have been through worse things. These are minimal issues. Does Just because they're not happening now doesn't mean they're not going to happen. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. And why are you being impatient and trying to rush this? So like I was able to, that's how I, how you move from overthinking into awareness is yeah. I love check-ins. So just having like a, you can write them down if you want. I've conditioned myself now that I have certain questions that I run through in my head of like, okay, I need to check myself and this is how I do it. Yeah. And it really allows me to ground myself. And even though I may still have some feelings around it, I'm not, I'm not completely in this like, like charge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This emotional charge. Like I, it allows me to have breaks too. Yeah. Like I may fluctuate between like getting stuck back in that pattern and then coming back into awareness, but it's, but it's not fully charged anymore. Like yeah. I'm, I'm by checking myself, I'm breaking that charge. Yeah. I, I wanted to say to and ask you this, <laughs> you're probably just because of our background, like you probably do this too, where <laughs> there is a funny, funny point where you start to overcoach yourself as a coach. <laughs> And you're like, yeah, wow, okay, there's a lot going on in my head. Like, you gotta step away from it all because you're like, it's like you're in the, you know, like living life, being human, have mm -hmm. some sort of response, and then the coach in you comes forward. Yeah. It's like, let me coach, let me coach on this, you know? <laughs> and then you're like in the, the overcoaching, and you're like, I gotta, no, I gotta step away, you know? So I just wanted to like say that's one of those funny things as coaches where even the the consciousness and the awareness we can overthink that too like I am chronically doing mm -hmm. that like okay so let's digest the situation you know and like who are the players and what's mm -hmm. going on and like I can be in it for like an hour coaching myself and mm -hmm. I'm like um I think this is why I have a coach let me call her yeah right <laughs> you know? right or I call Kate if I can't get older I'm like okay, I, I, you know, that's why we always like say like all coaches have coaches mm -hmm. because you, you're human too. So my typical spiral for me, and I want to kind of piggyback on this, like I'm not enough thing. So mm. I hear that from clients. It, 
I almost think that most, uh, most kind of like uh, wounded beliefs that we have about ourselves really boil down to like in some way, not enoughness, mm -hmm. you know? So my, my kind of triggered place is actually uh, interesting thing. Cause the second that I start the spiral is like immediately where right behind that is feeling bad about spiraling in the first place. So um, yes. it's, it's like massive sense of guilt. Like, how did you get back here again? Why are you mm -hmm. here again, Jen? You, you're better than this. Like I get really on myself. Right. And so one of the things that's really helped me with that is making peace with that initial response. And I can't say as I taught myself that I actually w was taught that by um, my friend and, you know, like it was like, oh, what did he say? He said to me, well, it's just like an emotional purge valve when you do this and mm -hmm. it's, and, and what's wrong with that? And I was like, oh my God, like maybe, maybe it is. It's like, I have, you know, like my emotions, right. To an, an attachment to things. Sometimes if I don't work through that, that level of processing, that the spiral is all of those things coming to the surface. And it's just like, almost like vomiting the emotion out. And where I used to see myself as this bad person for going to this place, like, how are you here again? Like, you're so broken. Like, what's wrong with you? Something's wrong with you. That's, that's my place. Something's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And why are you doing this? And this kind of place, like initial response right after that trigger is like going into all of that, like it, to help have a perspective of like, it's actually okay for you to do this. And that's actually perfectly fine. And here there, there are people that can hold space for that, or you can hold space for that. If you just let yourself know that that's okay to do. And, and most of my life, like I've had those kind of like emotional kind of bursts of like, it all kind of pours out. It's like a go, 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 go. And then, you know, oh, well now, now it's got to come out somehow. And the, the notorious response to that was poor. So it's like, oh, no wonder I, this has been the first person that's like, Hey, like, what if that's actually okay? And through that process, I realized that if I don't make myself out to be this like this like bad person or guilty for that process of like purging, what's actually really profound about it is that because it's coming up, I can work on it. Because it's coming up, I don't even need to know what the story is. I don't even know need to know where it's coming from that I'm spiraling, but just that the emotion is coming up and that I can neutralize it when it's happening. And that has been monumentally freeing for me. And the first time, like I, it was like wait, you're telling me it's, this is okay. And so if, if there are people out there that like, when this kind of response happens, like you tell yourself, like, I'm back here again. Like, how did I get to this place? Like, what's wrong with me? You know, I'm a bad person or you feel guilt or you feel shame around that. Like, I want to give you that permission that I learned, which is like, what if it's okay? What if this is just you purging it out, getting it out. And, and in that, that bubbling up to the surface, that's your opportunity to neutralize all those stories that you've attached to things that were honestly probably untruths, right? Sometimes we interpret things in ways that like it wasn't what it was. And then it comes up behind whatever we're experiencing. And we're like, wait, my thing now is like telling myself, this is not that time. Like I actually can see when I'm in it, what time I'm pulling from. And being like, is this really what's happening right now? No, like it's not. Is this person actually behaving the same way this person did that hurt me? No, they're not.
Well, and that comes from doing work on yourself. And so I was going to, it's so funny. I felt like you read my mind just now because I was thinking that was another component to my whole process last week was how am I at this place again and felt frustrated yeah. by it. And it's like my first thought right now. Yeah. 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 Like I thought you worked through these shadows. Like I thought you let this stuff go. Like you were in such a good place, but oh, I hate that one. Yeah. yeah such a good place. Now look at it. But just you know? because I had like a couple tough days stuck in my head doesn't mean I'm not. Yeah. Right. Like giving myself that permission to just say, these are some shitty situations and I'm not happy with it. But I recognized that it's about control that I have had most control over the last year over things around the work that I've done around the way I've grown my business. But now I want to continue that control, but there's other circumstances that are outside of my control. Yep. And so that's what I'm battling with. Yep. And so, you know, this topic is, it's so funny because I was, I, I've brought this up to clients before when they have felt similar ways, right? Like they feel frustrated by it. They feel like they've done the work and how are they back at this place again? Or how are they stuck in this again? And I've, t and I've told them, you know, there's a difference between being aware and being stuck in overthinking and, also and talking about the differences. But, but it was funny when I was stuck in it the other day, I was scrolling through Instagram and what pops up? The holistic psychologist. Oh, I love her. And she did this YouTube video. And I really suggest you go check it out because she just has a, such a like simple way of explaining she things. Really but she calls it um, doing the work versus overthinking. And it's, so she calls it consciousness versus yeah. overthinking. Yeah. And so that's what started. Um, that's kind of how this topic came about is I started thinking like, oh, wow, this is something I have talked about before, but I've never heard it this way. Yeah. Right. And so it was uh, a really big eye opener and it was like, okay, I know these things, but I needed this reminder. Yeah. And, and it's really, it's a, it's more of a, it, here's the thing. Like the work is never done. Like I mm. want to say that I like, mm -hmm. really want to like, like stress that guys, like you're not going to get to this magical place where none of your life experiences affect your present anymore. And you know, like the, it's stages of that and it's moments of that. But your work is like always going to be your work. Like you're like shadow work. Okay. Like I guide people in shadow work. 99.9% .9 of my work is simply that getting people to this place of self-acceptance and like, this is my stuff, but it's okay. You know, the, the darker things that people don't like to face about themselves, the things, the times in your life that you want to not, you know, pretend didn't happen, these kind of things. And when you can accept all of those things and even like, Re recode them, recharge them with like, you know what? That was me too. And I, and I love myself truly. Right. Even through, through mistakes, even through poor choices, even through whatever, you know, like that is massively powerful, but shadow work never really ends. Right. Because you could be triggered by something and that, that thing in your head comes mm -hmm. up, but it's like, what do you chuck back at it? Right. So mm -hmm. I wanted to um, give you guys a little bit of like homework mm -hmm. and I want you to reflect on you know, what are these, what are these things, uh, the core themes that come up for you? Right. So like, how am I back at this place again? Right. These kind of things that you say to yourself when you're, you're triggered or you're overthinking, I want you to like write those down 
And then I, I, I can't take uh, credit for this because this is what um, my um, uh, marketing girl, Taylor, she's awesome. And she and sometimes I don't end up working on marketing. We do mindset <laughs> stuff <laughs> because we all need that. Um, and so the other day, like very much like you, I mm. was like at this like place. I'm like, I don't even like just I don't even know what's up. And I actually went to yoga and I had this like um, I was like, what is going on? Because I, you know, a lot of when you have a business and you're, you're running the show, what comes up is like those self-worth things and mm-hmm. the, 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 the things you attach to money, they get very, very loud at some point. And those can be your, become your limitations if you don't, if you don't look at them. Um, and so I was in yoga and I was asking myself, like, what is actually going on for you? Like, what, what are you attaching to money? And I, I traced it all the way back to this time where, I remember when I was young, so my, my dad had a business and I, he always talked to me about business stuff, which I, I totally love because, you know, his brain works the same way as mine does, but it was always coming from this place of not doing good, right? Like things aren't working. It's not going well. And he would talk to me about it. So I have this association with money. That's like, there's never enough. It's not ever going to work. Right. Mm. And then on top of that, my interpretation as a child was the second that you can, you better get a job and stop being a burden. Mm. And it, and it, and I'm like, when I realized that it got really, really loud. And I was like, Oh my God, I have lived off of this one. And this is like, like, this was a new awareness for me. I didn't ever have that awareness before. I was like, wow, that's deep. And Holy crap. It threads through everything in my life. And so I brought this up to, to Taylor because I was like, I can't even, with the other things like we have we have actual things to like accomplish right but I'm like I can't get past this right now it's just like too noisy you know Mm -hmm. and so what she she told me to do is make an evidence Mm -hmm. bank of all the things disproving that like you know so if I say I'm a burden right that would be on the top of my paper so you would pick whatever thing is triggering you whatever you know I'm, I'm a burden or, you know, whatever those things are, those self-limitations, so to speak, to put it simply. And then I want you to write evidence that it's not true. Like evidence that I'm not a burden. Evidence that like, and I'm like, okay, I'm a gift. I started thinking about it in my head. I'm a gift. That's actually what came to me in yoga classes. Like I need to start realizing how I'm a gift. So like for me, because of that association with money, if I'm not, if I'm not doing well for myself, like say I have a slow month, right? My self-worth is like can dwindle because I feel like, oh, well then I'm burdening someone if I'm not providing and I'm not like on my own, like I could be self-sufficient, then I'm, then I'm not doing good. But yet I'm not seeing all the ways in the areas of my life, which I am a gift to people. Like I'm still do, I'm still showing up. I'm still putting a lot out into the world. I'm still helping people. I'm still like valuable and mm-hmm. whatever, all this evidence. I have all this evidence, right? So if you get into this place of like, you're triggered, you're overthinking, you're, you're spiraling. I want you to like start creating evidence for yourself that actually like what your brain's telling you isn't true. Like I'm not a burden. I'm a gift to people. Well, so to rift off that, the other thing that you can do is shift into gratitude. And so just yeah. getting quiet gratitude or you can practice. journal about it and thinking about what are you grateful for or writing down the things that you have accomplished or achieved 
over that past week or few weeks. Are you terrible at doing this? Are you terrible at doing this? Yeah. Looking at what you've actually achieved and like. But when I'm able to do it, it yeah. really does center me and ground me to say, okay, why are you, and this is the question, why are you focused on the things that aren't working when you have all these other things that are working? Yep. Right? Like I was so focused on all these no's it's that I wasn't. the nature of problem solving. I wasn't focused on the five new people that I have signed for clients in the last week. Like what you were saying with being able to like combat, like write down yeah. your statement or your question or the thought that you're having and then combat it with something else. That's like classic. If you're not yeah. familiar with it, yeah. CBT therapy, it's a um, cognitive behavioral therapy. It's a, um, yeah. it's a like method. The classic that, tried and true. Like, yeah. yeah. But w what I have taken from that is, okay, so if my fear is, Okay, if I do this, I fear that they're not going to like me, say. This person's not going to like me. Okay, so what if that person doesn't like me, right? What does that what mean? If, what if, play the what if game. Play the what if game, yeah. Okay, what if that is true? So asking yourself, what if whatever statement you're telling yourself is true or becomes true? What what does that mean? Or we use, we use tell me more. And yeah. you just... Keep going. Mm -hmm. more, I like more, the what if more. questions though, because I feel like otherwise it's a, it leaves it open in your head. It, it's like a, it, um, not over generalizing, but like an open, open interpretation of like, we never really define that. 
right? Like, okay, my fear is I'm overthinking all these things and I feel bad about myself yeah. because I'm worried about what this person thinks or because I didn't do my job well, right or because of this. It can be really good for just getting the emotion of it out. But then the what if is getting good. Yeah, but I'm saying like if you're by yourself, yeah, the what ifs are a good Oh, I feel like in a relationship, like think about that for a second. Like you play that with your partner. Tell me more. I watched this scene. Oh, girl. <laughs> Let me. Tell but you. not every relationship is I know. But able I watch, to do that. But you know what? Let's just talk about that for a second. So I, I watched the show The Great. You know what that is? No, I don't know what that is. So it's it's um Peter, uh, the czar of Russia. And then like he, he like basically has this, his wife comes from... Uh, Germany, whatever. The point is, because <laughs> you don't need to know the whole backstory of the show, because <laughs> I'll be in like 10 episodes deep. Um, so anyways, but there's this one scene where like she ends up with like a lover, which is like whatever, because like he, he realizes that she basically hates, <laughs> she hates her husband. And so he's like, we're going to get you a lover, you know, and so whatever. But there's a scene where she like, finally, like gets to this place of like breaking, right? She's upset. She misses home. The girls there are mean to her. Like she doesn't have anyone and she goes into his room and she just like looks at him and he goes like, what's wrong? And she's just can't even speak. And he just like holds her and like hugs her and she just like doesn't do anything yet, you know? Mm -hmm. And then he was like, um, what did he say? Oh, it's like best freaking scene ever. He's like, um, what is it? And then she like starts telling him and he says, and then what? And then what? And then what? And he keeps going and she's like, I hate it here. And then the girls are being to me. And like, she's like, but he's like getting the emotional part out of her. And I thought to myself, this is like literally the most beautiful thing that I've seen in a show because he's like being the container for her mm -hmm. to just like have her emotional thing and he's holding space. And so in relationships, I know you can't do that with yourself on your own, but like, what then, you know, or tell me more or like, what now? Like, and, and, well, and that getting could be, that out of a person, like that's an intimate, oh, that's the stuff that gets me. But I think off. that <laughs> if you wanted to do it alone, you could journal about it because you can't expect your partner to be able to, to be. This is like such a typical Kate and Jen like situation right now. She's like, <laughs> let me take it back to clinical. I'm like, let me stay in the love story. <laughs> yeah. No, because then you're going to have people. <laughs> trying to, they're going to have these expectations that their partner can be this container for them. And maybe their relationship's not there yet. That's true. But so but if you need your relationship, let's back it up. <laughs> then there's coaching for that. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to say though, it, you know, that hiring a coach or a therapist, yeah. they can be that container yes, for exactly. you. Exactly. And I think that that's always a good thing. And if you have a coach that can help your partner to learn how to have the skills to be that, mm -hmm. oh my gosh. Oh, mind-blowing. I love it. It gets me so excited. <laughs> we moved on from overthinking yeah. to partners as containers. To Jen just loving this stuff. Living in an alternate reality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the takeaways are being able to decipher between am I aware or am I overthinking? And using a lot of the questions that we've talked about today to check in with yourself and and use that to move from overthinking, worrying, overanalyzing, yeah. beating yourself up into what is this trying to tell me and how can this help me? Yeah. And when you do that, you will find that you can start almost like finding this freedom 
from your past or from those those chronic over thoughts that you're having by doing the work, yeah. right? By um, using it to, uh, what's the, like, using it to your advantage. Is that the right word? Yeah, I think using yeah. it. Using it like to, to become more self-aware, to do that work on yourself and recognizing that it's coming up for a reason. Yeah. Right? Like, what is this trying to tell me? Yeah. And if you don't know, that's also it's using it mm. as information. Okay, Gwen. To... Yeah, that's true. That's what she says. <laughs> Does she? She says that a lot. I'm Gwen. I'm Gwen. You Gwen. Okay, I do want to say Gwen. something before <laughs> I Gwen. It's like it's like it's a, a, a yeah. word now. I'm Gwen. <laughs> um. So, anyways, I do want to mention before we before we um let you guys go. The other thing that I noticed too, and this is more in the spiritual realm, and this is so more so. Like my, my, my people that are, you know, in contact with like their guides or the universe or, you know, whatever the heck you want to call your external guidance systems. But I find that sometimes the overthinking can um, bring us to this place of like leaning on needing that validation or that guidance from those external systems. Like I need this to be confirmed. I need, I need a sign. I need a this. And that can be just a way that your ego is like kind of playing under the surface of like you not trusting mm -hmm. yourself. And that can be overthinking too. Like I see people like with like, and I'm guilty of this sometimes too. It's like, what do I do? What do I do in the next step of my life? And I'm overthinking it. And then I'm like, let me ask my guides. And then I'm like, wait, do I really need to ask my guides or do I really need to ask myself? You know, and that can be an overthinking. It's like mm -hmm. looking for an outside validation for, for, what your your conscious uh, tools should be helping you navigate, so to speak. Yeah, when you're in the state of overthinking, you are in ego center. Yes, and and that's fine. We do that. We do that. Mm -hmm. We we are always going to like. There's you can't separate from that, right? Like you're going to always flip between your consciousness, your higher self knowing, and then your ego, which is also, okay, let's pull a Gwen into this. We can say, <laughs> you know, our material, our transcendent and our, what's the other one? You know what I'm talking about? I do, but I can't. What's the top of the Listen, my dude? baby brain is like real today. So I cannot tell subtle. you what subtle is in between. transcendent and material, subtle, transcendent, transcendent soul, subtles, <laughs> you're in between. And materials like your ego fully in the world. You're gonna have to take one for the team today. That's okay. You're doing good. But but the point is, is that you're never going to like surpass your ego either. Like you cannot. Mm -hmm. You are in a physical body. Mm -hmm. You you're gonna like come back to that place. You're gonna have your higher knowing, guys, and then you're gonna kind of like come back and you'll be like more in the physical world, more as a human. And that's but if you it. if you stay stuck in the ego it's, center, you got to be able to shift, right? Well, I was gonna say that it it will keep you from connecting with yourself. Yes. If you can move into a state of awareness or like yeah. Nicole LaPera says, yeah, yeah. into consciousness, yeah. then I believe that is when you start feeling more connected with yourself okay. because at that point you're shifting your you internal really and external world. You don't really want to stay in any one of those states like for too long or permanently right. either. Right. Like you would be massively out of touch. Like could you imagine you're in transcendent, which is really like when you're higher consciousness, like, you would be one of these like massively ungrounded people and like you can't have conversations with those people. And so understanding the wave, right? Like yeah. it's this roller coaster where you know. sometimes you just got to ride the wave 
of all the stuff we talked about today. And then there's going to be times where you're just kind of coasting and it feels good and it feels uh, like you're in a really great place. And then you may hit another bump, right? And it's going to feel like, again, how did I get back to this space? But understanding that that's a part of riding the wave and recognizing like that. Mm-hmm. Like you're literally becoming be aware to it. Like you're going to, you're going to get the wave. You're going to not get the wave. You're going to ride it into shore. Sometimes you're going to eat it. Oh my God. Man, <laughs> I tell you about when I was in Hawaii and I thought I could do, use a shortboard. Whew. Turns out you can't. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is what it feels like to be sucked under the water and not be able to get out. Hmm. Okay. And if you really find that it, you're, finding it difficult to move from this place of overthinking into awareness, then that's when you find a friend that's super supportive or hire a coach or hire a therapist or buy that course. Or don't, don't find a friend that's a co-conspirator. Don't find that because friend. Then you're just... I know that's why I hesitated to say a yeah, friend, I like, but <laughs> I think of my friends. <laughs> yeah. But I understand yeah. that's not how the world operates. No, exactly. We have. I have very conscious friends. Yeah. Maybe a different type of network than people would be used to. So if you have a friend that will ask you these <laughs> questions that we talked about today, then go to that person. <laughs> Find that person. Find that person. Yeah. You don't have that person in your life yet. Then hire a coach or a then therapist. Like, yeah. Or just go to a coffee shop and see what happens. You never know. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. That's yeah. true. A lot could happen yeah. in a coffee shop. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys so much for chiming in today. If you have any thoughts or there's any topics that you want to hear, please share with us. Yes. Yes. Jen's in agreement. <laughs> Sorry, I went to transcend it. Yeah, she, <laughs> she checked out for a second. I can't think and she checks out. So we're doing great today. <laughs> thank you, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys.